The Social Dilemma. Have you seen the Netflix documentary yet? If not, I encourage you to watch it. And if you have seen it, then you probably have a lot of thoughts, questions, opinions, and concerns surrounding social media. Recently, I was invited to discuss this documentary with a few other female entrepreneurs who use social media heavily for their businesses. Topics include how it influences us, manipulates us, and controls our experiences. My friend Laura was kind enough to give me permission to share this discussion with you. This week, I'll be sharing three parts to the panel. Listen in to part one and let me know what you think. This week, I have a very special mini-series for you. I gather together my social media besties so we could have an open, honest, and transparent discussion about the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Each of the women on the panel is very involved in social media and brings tremendous insight, sound advice, and practical tips to the discussion. If you market your business on social media, have children who are active on social media, or you spend any amount of time on the social media platforms, this episode is for you. Episode 202 starts right now. Hey there, welcome to The Laura Shipman Show. We hang out here weekly to talk about things like social media, entrepreneurship, marketing, tools, strategies, tips, and it all starts right now. Hey there, before we get started with this show, I just want to share my passion with you. I love teaching people just like you how to master social media for business, breaking it down into easy to consume and easy to execute steps so that you can see immediate results. So whether you want to start a social media consultancy or grow your brand's presence on social media, I can help. I can help you get started and master all the things that you need to know. So I want you to go over to my website. It is filled with resources, tools, tips, and courses. Visit laurashipman.com. That's L-O-R-A shipman.com to get all the goods. Now you ready for the show? I know I am. Let's get started. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here today and welcome back to the audience. We're so glad you are here. So today we're doing something a little special. We are going to have a conversation about the social dilemma from an online marketing and social media perspective. Everybody who I've invited to the panel here today is involved heavily in social media in one aspect or another. And a lot of these people, I have a feeling you already know intimately on Instagram because they're all kind of part of the tribe and it's so exciting to have them here. I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves and let them know what, let you know what they do and how social media plays a big role in their business. So the first person I would like to introduce herself is Mel. Would you introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, everyone. Um, hey, Laura. Thanks for having me and, well, all of us. So um, my name is Melissa LeMay, and I am the CEO of Graphic Maiden. It's a graphic design agency. So we create um, graphics for social media, and I'm also an online presence coach. So, you know, social media does affect my business quite a lot, and I can't wait to dive into the subject with you guys. This is awesome. Thank you, Mel, for coming. Allison, you are up next. Hello, thanks for having me, Laura. My name is Allison Scholes, or some people know me as uh, AKA the boss lady in sweatpants. I'm the host of the Social Media for Mompreneurs podcast, and I'm also an Instagram clarity coach. So obviously social media plays a huge role in my life and my business. So I'm excited to dive into this conversation with all of you ladies today. 
Great. Welcome, Allison. Sandy, you are up next. Hey there. Thank you. Uh, thank you also, Laura. My name is Sandy DeMarco and I uh, own Socially Branded and we are a social media management service for real estate agents. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. This totally affects us. <laughs> and I'm also excited. <laughs> I'm excited you're here. Thank you for being thank here, you. Sandy. Robin, you are up next. Hi, thank you for having me, Laura. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I watched the movie and it just totally blew my mind. And I've actually been taking a little step away from social media. So we'll dive into that, right? Yeah. Um, I am a certified brand specialist, personal branding coach, host of the Second Phase podcast, and a headshot and branding photographer. And being a specialist in personal branding, I am definitely on social media and I help my clients with it as well. So it's truly a big part of my everyday life. Well, thank you for coming, Robin. I'm so glad you are here. And last but certainly not least, Sierra, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having all of us here. It's so magical to be here. Um, I'm Sierra Wirtz, also known as the founder and creator of Mighty Mom Boss, which is an abundance coaching mentorship for other female entrepreneurs in the online space in social media. So yeah, it definitely affects us in every way. And I'm here for it, here for this conversation. It's such a powerful thing. Well, thank you guys for being here. And thank you for um, just really uh, you know, wanting to be here and give your insight in how you see this whole thing called the social dilemma. And before we came on the podcast, we all took some time and we watched the documentary, The Social Dilemma. And I guess the first question after watching that documentary, what do you believe the social dilemma is? If you had to describe it to someone, what do you think that is? This is Robin. I'm never at a loss for words. So, um, you know, for me, I've always had a dilemma with social media because of how the algorithm works and the fact that I have kids and they're on social media. And just knowing that every single time I have purchased something online or looked at something online the next day, my feeds are flooded with advertisements for that product or a similar product. So I knew all of this was going on, but when I watched the documentary, it really opened my eyes to solidify how in-depth people are going to discover our behaviors and our actions. And it's almost like all sense of privacy was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. in, in, so for you, that's like a really great place to start, I think, because it kind of brings me to my next question. And this is where I felt really conflicted during this whole thing is as social media influencers, because we're all influencers on one level or another, are we part of the problem? Do you think that we're part of the problem? Because if I look at me, what I do, social media management, man, management and asking people to do ads for Facebook and stuff to get reach and all that stuff, am I part of the problem? Well, how do you guys feel about that and your roles? I, I think it depends on your intentions. Oh, that's good. I think yeah. that plays a big role because I think it, it's hard to compare us as small business owners to big tech. And in the beginning, I think big tech, their main goal was to get our eyes on as much as they could, get us engaged, and then see what kind of advertisements they could put in front of us. So I think most big tech, they look at us as not people. 
They look at us as products. And I think we view social media differently. We are on there with intentions of helping people. So I think we have to find that line in the sand and know what side you're on. And I think after watching Social Dilemma, like Robin said, I always knew this was going on. I just didn't know how deep it was. And I think, you know, they talked about hacking into your psychology and that's definitely happening. So I think there needs to be some sort of awareness that this is happening and then go to your intentions. What are your intentions on social media, especially as business owners? And we need to draw that fine line is not looking as the people that we want to work with as products. They're not products, they're people. And I think that's how we are going to make a difference. Allison, you said a couple of things that I want to kind of reiterate. And one is that they're looking at us, big tech, these companies that are designing these algorithms, and they're doing so to make money. Everything is for the mighty do- almighty dollar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they, I think what's happening to some extent, you're right, we are there as entrepreneurs and women who are trying to help other women build their businesses and create relationships and build connections that are deeper so that people can have success. Whereas they're looking at this from such a bigger perspective, but it's all about making money at the Mm -hmm. expense of people losing themselves in this social media environment. And I know some of the questions you're going to ask later are more about comparison and, you know, all of these things, but it, it, they're really looking at it from a financial perspective that is at our cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, so, you know, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I agreed with um, most of what Allison said earlier, but at the same time, I want to say that you know, we are part of the problem in the sense that we need to be, first of all, aware of what's going on. So that I think that's the very first um, step to not being part of the problem, but also being careful on how we consume content, because this is how they get us, right? So like Robin was saying earlier, she kind of took a step back after watching. Well, I think if everybody kind of did that, stepping back just a little bit, it would actually probably make the problem a little less of a problem if everybody did their part. So so when you say um, consuming the content, like being aware of that, like what type of content are you talking about? Well, because um, I can't remember his name, but the guy in the, in the documentary with the long, the long hair. Yes. Glasses, yeah. I forget his name. You know too. how he was saying that, you know, the more we consume the content, the more that we're we're being part of this big problem. So the more that, you know, we go into that rabbit hole of scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, we're being part of it just by doing that. So that's what I was saying by, you know, consuming content because I'm guilty of this. Like I go on mm-hmm. an Instagram and I don't just consume the content that I want to consume. I end up watching stuff that I was, and I'm not even interested in, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're adding fuel to the fire and we don't even know it. Exactly. Exactly. As you were talking, Melissa, I was thinking to myself, this just happened to me maybe yesterday. So someone that I follow on Instagram put a post up and then they tagged someone that 
you know, maybe was on their podcast or something. There was some connection there. So then I go and I look at that person and then I see something on that person's profile. So then I'm going to that tag and I'm looking at that. And it was this endless cycle for like 15 minutes. And I thought, what am I doing? But I thought this is exactly what they showed in the documentary of how, you know, and I'm thinking of it from the respect of my kids and trying to protect them and how, oh my gosh, well, if they're not getting, you know, pinged that somebody commented, then they're at a loss or then they send them a ping, whatever. And I'm thinking, I just fell into their trap. Sierra, were you going to say something too? Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to what a couple of you guys were saying, it's about the intentions of what we are putting out there, right? So like how we are um, creating content, what is our intention? Is it just a number, right? Are we just trying to get that? But I think also in the other spec, it goes with what are our intentions about the content we're consuming, right? Like you were saying, Robin, how you were went down this rabbit hole, so to speak. And, you know, watching that documentary, my eyes were opened up around like, when I go on, what's my intention behind it, right? Is it to connect? Like, is that my genuine desire to connect with my audience, to connect with the women I'm helping? And then where does it go from there? Am I trying to serve a comfort? Am I trying to serve, you know, a bringing excitement into my life or if I'm doing some shopping or, you know, getting Christmas gifts, right? Like all of this builds and it's, you know, what is your intention behind where you're at right now? I think that plays a big part in the dilemma of social media and really what comes up for us. Yeah, because our attention is pulled in a million different directions. It's almost like going on social media with purpose. Like, and then, and this kind of gets into the next section I want to talk about is addiction. But so, what do you do? Do you put a timer on? And like, are you always monitoring yourself? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I think that um, for sure, you know, we teach time blocking, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For content creation and things like that. And it really is being aware, again, of why you're on the internet, you know, creating that, you know, that time. I know that I've looked at it to the point where I went back to that time blocking kind of mentality and and thinking, okay, why am I on the internet? Is it for that, um, you know, connection? Is it for business? Is it for, you know, what is it for? Or am I bored to death? Why am I bored to death? Like, really, why am I bored to death? I have everything at my fingertips. We, you know, this is the United, well, the the country that we live in anyway, not Mel. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, we just have everything and there's no reason to be bored. And um, so, yeah, I definitely looked at it from that perspective as, you know, I need to regulate my time and be that better role model. Like all of us have children, you know, like at this point, if they're being affected the way that they are being affected, and and yes, I do see it firsthand. You know, um, you know, we have to be that better role model. Role model. We are the moms. We are the parents. And and you know, we can't get sucked into this stuff, even though we do. You know, but we need to set that. In my opinion, we need to set that. You know that pace in our own home, you know, get offered the alternatives of, you know, being on the phone all the, all the time. I mean, of course that means that we're on all the time thinking and doing all that stuff, but you know, we really, these are our families and it, do we want our kids to be, you know, acting like the people in the movie, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? In the documentary, you know, like, do we want them affected? We don't, you know, ultimately we don't, but the responsibility, responsibility lies on us to be that role model. So why not be disciplined or at least try to be as disciplined as possible? Um, I know when we talk about, you know, turn, they said, turn off your notifications. They, you know, one of the things that I teach with um, time blocking is turn off, you know, if, if it's that much of a distraction, there's a way to make your screen black and white. 
So you're not seeing the color, you know, subliminally, (laughs) you know, you're not seeing the color of the notification pop up, you know, but really being as disciplined as possible, use those alarms, you know, it's easier said than done. I'll tell you that, but honestly, it's really the discipline we all need to practice. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Sierra. One of the things that I would say is not just in time blocking, right, but like an energetic way, um, me and all into all the energy, right? Um, <laughs> but like, how do you feel when you're going through these things, right? Because sometimes as you are going down that rabbit hole of consumption, right, we start to feel the tension in our shoulders. We start to feel like a sinking in our stomach, right? And so being in tune with your body as you are scrolling, even if you go on with the best of intentions. If you start on Instagram with like, I'm going to post this or I'm going to show up for somebody or I'm going to respond to something, you start with the best intentions. Where do you go after that? Checking in with your body and being like, oh, wow, yeah. Okay, I'm breathing really heavy right now. Maybe this is not serving me. Oh, I feel like I'm judging myself and really starting to question everything. This is not what I need to be doing right now. Really energetically connecting to it is one of the ways that I think we can kind of resist this and you know our own boundaries around this as well that's a really good point is actually being in tune with your body because I think that we don't pay attention to that a lot of the time at all I I love I love all the energetic work so (laughs) I'll bring that to the table (laughs) and it goes right back to that awareness Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awareness and discipline and yeah, awareness and discipline because I I know I've caught myself, I'll pick up my phone, I'll be doing something, I'll be on task and I don't have any notifications set on my phone, but I'll pick up my phone. So even without it distracting me, it is a distraction. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be very cognizant of that. But I've noticed so many times, Sierra, where you know, I, all of a sudden I feel heavy or I feel kind of sad or drained or something. And I'm thinking to myself, why do I feel this way? And it clicks because I saw something on social media. I saw somebody else was doing something and I was thinking I'm not doing enough. Mm, I hate that. I mean, I've caught myself so many times. So it's, it is a real phenomenon. Mm Mm-hmm. So I love the example with this of when you see somebody in stories drinking coffee, right? Do you ever get tired? Do you ever feel like you need to go get a cup of coffee or you need to go energize yourself, right? Like it happens all the time when you see somebody celebrating, right? It works the same way I'm going to share with positive content, right? When you see somebody celebrating or you see somebody, you know, having a big win, right? It brings in, okay, well, I want to do that. I want to celebrate, right? So it can work positively or negatively, but either way, it really affects us. And it does like psychologically click for us like oh well they're doing it I need it you know oh well this is here I need it right it's an energetic response I love it but the good way is not the bad in way, the good way. <laughs> I think that just goes back to human nature we naturally want to feel included we want to be involved and I think social media we were not prepared to mm-hmm. be involved with millions of people at one time yeah we're, we are not built to do that and I think that's what the problem is with social media is now you have these millions of people in front of you. How can you compete with that? Yeah. And they're influencing you without you even realize it. They're influencing the decisions that you make and the actions you take. It's, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So tell me about addiction. Like what do you think addiction looks like? Because you can see it in the movie and in the documentary, they show it to you. But I mean, some of that was sensationalized just to get the point across, right? Mm-hmm. What does that look like from a professional standpoint? What does it look from like a, from adulthood? 
I mean, cause let's be honest, it's just not the kids that are addicted. What do you think, what do you think are signs of addiction with social media? I think the first sign would be not being able to put down your phone or having, just having, like, I know I have it. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about that. Like earlier, I had to put the garbage out and I took my phone with me, but why? Like, I, I don't need to have my phone. And Robin was just saying that, like, she finds herself picking up her phone all the time. Like yeah, to me, that's a sign of addiction. Like I just, yeah, I pick exactly. it up. It's like, I need a fix. And you know, if you post and then you're just dying to know, well, did somebody comment? Did somebody like it? Like it's almost obsessive compulsive behaviors. And that's why I have really had to just step away because I, I have found, and I can be standing there responding to a message and it's like, I've got to respond as fast as I can. So they know that I saw this and they know that I'm here for them or whatever. Meanwhile, my kids or my husband are trying to talk to me and I'm so focused on sending this message back it's pointless. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. So I think to me, like, would I say I, I am addicted? I think there is a chance that my dopamine receptors are definitely lit up and on fire throughout the day when I am picking up my phone. So, you know, I, I of course don't want to label myself as that, but like you, Mel, I, I think that it is, it is a real evil that has seeped into our life. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I think it's the worst. It's the worst feeling too. Like when you are on your phone, and it ha- it happens to me <laughs> quite often. I, don't, I shouldn't say that, but um, you know, I'm 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 in the kitchen and I'm texting or I'm replying to something, and my kids I can hear them in the background, but you know, you're not really listening to what they're saying, and then you hear, oh, whatever, she's not listening anyways. Like. That's a sad one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a sign of addiction. Like, yeah. you need to be more present in mm-hmm. your life. And, I mean, social media is important, but not that important. That but addiction think- is such the reliance upon something um, other than yourself for fulfillment. You know, and it's like, that's where I kind of see it. Like, why can't, you know, or if I said it before, you know, I'm bored. Why am I bored? Mm-hmm. You know, I've got all this stuff, you know. So I'm reliant on that cell phone to keep me. I mean, I even was watching this social <laughs> and then got on my phone because I was like, yeah, this is, I, I know this, you know, like, let me see what's on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I mean, like during my homework, you know, <laughs> That is so you know, funny. so can you imagine the kids, you know, with, you know, like, it's just crazy, but that, you know, reliance upon something else like that phone to keep you entertained, to keep you, you know, just informed or just on it is just crazy to me. Like, it's absolutely crazy. So Mel, I've had those same, those same things where my son actually has come back to me and said, you know, you're always on the phone. So I, I didn't come and tell you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no, tell me now. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, agree. you know. I think you know if the social media is an addiction when it's your primary source of reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's what it really boils down to is if that is your primary source of reality, your primary source of connection, it's an addiction for yeah. sure. Yeah. And a sign too is saying if I'm not addicted. <laughs> if you're saying you're not addicted, there's a big chance. <laughs> yeah, if you're resisting like, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Sierra? Oh, or yeah. Not? So I totally got distracted on it. I think um, one of my signs that I've found it like personally mm-hmm. is when you can't get in tune with yourself, right? Like, so Mel was talking about how you can't be present, like when other people in your space are talking, but if you can't hear yourself, right? Like if you can't center, there, mm-hmm. 
you're too focused and you know, your phone, you're too focused in all of the other platforms. That's a big block too. I think the biggest thing is that it blocks you and it keeps you focused, like tunnel vision into what it wants to show you instead of all of what's already around. You. There's so much present that I think that's the biggest sign for me for the addiction. So do you think it's gotten worse during the pandemic? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone's yeah. popping their head. Yeah. So, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Here's what I will say on this though, because I also think you can consume, like we were talking about consuming with intentions, right? You can create a sacred space around the content you're consuming. So you're only getting the positives or majority. I, I can't say that because there's always going to be the crap, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so you're bringing in more energy when you show up with intention. It doesn't have to be an addiction. It doesn't have to be a negative condensation around it. And so during the pandemic, I shifted how I was actually showing up on social media. I was like, okay, I only want to come on for this. I only want to read these types of things, right? I set that space because I was like, okay, now I have to be more present. My husband's not working, right? There was more I felt to do here at home. And so there was that intention. So for me, it shifted. I think it used to be very negative. And during the pandemic, it created more of a community sisterhood, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of the negativity around it. So like, what about your business though? Like, let's talk about, you know, the addiction versus needing to be on there for business. Like, how do you walk that fine line? Because like Robin, you were saying earlier, you felt the need to respond pretty quickly um, to this stuff. Like, how do we manage that for ourselves? I think like Sandy was saying earlier, time blocking, just reserving time for social media. Because I find myself, and I'm sure you guys can relate to that, picking up your phone and just, oh, I'm just going to check for five minutes. And then you end up being like scrolling for, um, you know, 20 minutes. So setting up, like being intentional and setting up some time. Okay. uh, I check my Instagram, I don't know, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon and 30 minutes at night. And then that's it. Um, I do this with my actual inbox, like the emails that I receive, I check it twice a day and that's it. Because it was driving me crazy just knowing that there might be some emails in there waiting for me to reply. So if I don't actually check it, then I don't know. There's any (laughs) messages waiting for me. And I mean, people are going to know when you reply to them, they're going to get tagged anyway, so they can wait. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's about boundaries, setting those boundaries and really Mm -hmm. adhering to them. I think it's so easy to, just succumb to the temptation, you know? And so if we can set those boundaries and then adhere to them, you're much better off. And I, you know, I, some people depend on Instagram for their business, you know, Mm -hmm. true influencers, not micro influencers like us, but true influencers are getting paid for every single post or engagement that they're putting out there. We're not at that point. I have, I literally have no reason to think that I need to be on there you know, multiple times a day checking because that is not where I'm necessarily getting clients. Do I need to be present? Yes, but it's important to differentiate the prior the and prioritize. I guess you know where should my time be spent? And at the end of the day, for me, my time is more well spent if I'm creating an SEO full blog post than being on Instagram. That's a really good point. Yep. That is very true. You make it sound so easy. I know. <laughs> it's not, though. I mean, it's I struggle not. with it every day. This, it's yeah. so easy to say, but it's something that, like I said, you know, 
the other day, I, I found myself sitting there with my phone in my hand and I'm like, why did I even pick this mm-hmm. up? I was in the middle of something and it, you know, it dawned on me like, this is a problem. Yeah. It's habit. I, I do the same thing. I admit it. Like, and I'm constantly thinking about it. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. Well, so technology. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Mel. I was just going to say technology is such a big part of our lives. Like mm-hmm. if I think of my house, everything is smart. The dishwasher is a washer and dryer. The, the, the Roomba, whatever thing, vacuum thing, I can start everything with my phone. Like yeah. even if I'm not home, it's going to let me know that my wash is done. So, you know, I <laughs> I have my phone with me all the time and we have Google Minis in every room at, at, at the house. So if I need to say something to someone, I don't even need to walk to their rooms anymore. You know, I can just broadcast and say, hey, supper's ready. I so, just found that. <laughs> it's... <sighs> It's bad. Like, I don't even see my kids anymore just because I broadcast all the time. Like, I don't even have to walk downstairs and let them know that supper is ready or, you know, that it's time to go for school. So I think it's just boundaries are super important when it comes to to that and being careful how you use technology overall. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment. It was such a powerful segment. And I thank all the ladies for being truly honest and transparent about admitting to our addictions. And we all have them at one level or another, just because of the nature of social media, the nature of our jobs, and the way social media has been designed to light up those dopamine centers. And then that brings us to our second segment. In this one, we talk about how to stay healthy, what we can do as parents to make sure our children stay healthy. What are some warning signs that we can see in our children when maybe they are a little bit too dependent on social media. And then we get into a really interesting topic about social media regulation. So if you're ready for the second part of this uh, podcast series, go ahead and head over to the next episode.